hardest thing for me about podcasts is not only coming up with the topics, but actually starting it. Like I have to do an introduction like 400 times before I can actually get into the topic because I never know what to say. But hi guys, I hope you guys are doing all right. It's me, G, your host of this podcast. I just am really trying hard to stay consistent with everything that I'm doing, YouTube, podcasts, whatever it is, you know, TikToks. I'm, I'm really trying to stay consistent, but it's, it's getting a little bit difficult, guys, if I'm being honest. Not only is it getting tiring, um, I've also had a few personal things go on in my life which has kind of left me very demotivated and exhausted. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to get into what's been going on in my life, but that's why I've not really posted a YouTube video on my main channel for about one or two weeks. Um, I haven't filmed another reaction. All the reaction videos coming out are all pre-recorded, but I am trying. I, I really am. Um, Today I want to talk about toxic family um, because I feel like a lot of people have toxic families or they come from toxic families. My immediate family is not toxic but I have got toxic family members. I feel like it's something that everyone can relate to uh, no matter who you are. You know there's always someone who's toxic whether it's you or someone else in your family or someone that you know. So I've got this website and I'm just going to be going over the signs. Your family could be toxic and just see what they say, really. So I just want to jump straight into it. The first one says they get jealous or try to compete with you. This one is pretty accurate, if I'm being honest. Um, there is someone in my family who is very jealous of my mother and so jealous to the point that they go out of their way to try and ruin stuff. You know, whether it's Father's Day or something, they always seem to, you know, create a problem on a special occasion. So I definitely agree. If your family member is getting jealous or they try to compete with you in a non-fun way, as in you're not playing bowling, that's fine if they get competitive. But if you're literally doing nothing and you're minding your own business and they're getting jealous of you and they're you know, they're trying to compete with you, then that's definitely a sign that they are toxic. It's ridiculous. You know, you can understand if a child is getting jealous, but a a whole grown adult, mm, yeah, that's definitely a sign. It's a red flag. Um, I also want to apologise if I sound kind of low or down. I'm just really relaxed and kind of tired from everything, so... I just wanted this to be a kind of chilled episode. Anyway, um, they overreact. I agree. I've got someone in my mind who is toxic. I've got a few family members in my mind who are toxic, actually. So I'm just trying to see if it applies to them. It definitely does. You know, they blow things out of proportion, make things up, lie. It's, yeah, overreacting is definitely something. Um, You know, there's a difference between overreacting if you break something that's been in your family for generations compared to literally if you just accidentally, I don't know, step on someone's foot while walking past them or you trip them up by mistake and they completely overreact. 
it's the same thing. You might close the living room door and they end up calling the police on you. So that's definitely a toxic behavior. They compare to you. Yes, I've had this person, I've heard, well, I've heard this person constantly compare themselves to my mum. And, um, God, this is really hard not to expose who they are, but I, I, I'm not that type of person to do that unless, um, I don't know, you push me into it, but yeah, this person's definitely compared themselves to my mum time and time and time again. And that's why they are so toxic because they try to ruin everything. Oh my God, I love this fourth point. They act like victims. This person has actually gone around in my family and victimized themselves and it's just ridiculous. You know, it's, they're definitely toxic and we, we all know this, um, but it doesn't help when other family members encourage their behavior knowing what they're doing, knowing that they're lying or being lied to. So acting like victims, if you have someone in your family who's constantly acting like a victim, maybe you have, you know, um, there's always like that one family member that always causes trouble, probably them, they always act like victims. You literally could be in the street and not see them, but they see you and instead of them waving at you first, they ring your parents or they cause trouble saying that you ignored them when in reality you actually didn't see them, but they act like victims and say that you always, you always ignored them. Let's see. Um, they're always right. Yes, stubborn. Okay, actually, I think there's a difference between being stubborn and always thinking that you're right. I feel like when you're stubborn, it's kind of like, even if you know that you're not right, you're just not going to let that person win. Whereas when you think you're always right, that's what it is. You always think you're right. You think everyone else is wrong. Um, I know that a lot of parents do this with their kids, where their kids will ask them something and they say no, or they, you know, the quest they the child tries to question the parents and then the parents are like, no, because you don't know. Like, you, you, I think you guys know what I mean. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I can't explain it in words, but I, but I, I know what I'm talking about, but I just don't know if you guys do. They drain your energy. I think this is a very important one. The person that I'm thinking about, or people that I'm thinking about, definitely drain all of our energy because, to be honest, I'm surprised that they're not tired from how much they are doing to us, being toxic and trying to make our life a living hell. Um, failing to, by the way, but it is exhausting because they're being encouraged by people who are just entertained by what's going on. This person is going around speaking to other family members, victimizing themselves. And the people that they're talking to, they are encouraging this person's behavior because it's entertaining for them. They're not actually doing anything about it. And it is pretty draining because it's like all the people who have the power to try and stop this person aren't doing anything about it. They're encouraging their behavior. There's a lot of signs of toxic family members and it's all pretty like trigger warning abusive and stuff um being criticized all the time is a type of abuse actually and i know that a lot of people don't don't you know know that but it is 
constantly criticizing you rather than praising you is a sign of toxic behavior and you should not let that make you feel inferior or unwanted you know parents especially should never make you feel like you don't want like they don't want you sorry and um if they are that is a toxic flag feeling controlled toxic family members will try to control every part of your life um this can literally be from anywhere from who you're marrying to what job you want and it is ridiculous but that's another sign to look out for anyone who belittles you or your choices anyone who knows what your weaknesses are and attacks them anyone who's constantly picking at your self-esteem or making fun of you that's all a sign of toxic behavior you know if you're constantly experiencing verbal physical or emotional abuse i mean that's a pretty obvious sign that they are toxic um i just want to quickly put out a trigger warning with the things i'm about to read these are all different types of abuse so if you do get uncomfortable or you don't want to hear this then just you know skip a couple of minutes ahead because i'm just about to read these um different types of abuse so trigger warning please i don't want to be responsible for anyone getting triggered by any of this so please i'm just going to say it again i'm about to read out different types of verbal physical or emotional abuse and different types of you know yeah basically i'm going to read out different types of abuse so if you get triggered by this kind of stuff then please skip to a couple of minutes into the podcast okay so these different types of abuse include inappropriate touching sexual gestures or innuendos um sexual comments about your body name calling physical violence sexual abuse harsh or extreme criticisms and gaslighting I know a lot of victims of abuse don't actually realize that they're being victim until they get told. I just first of all want to I just want to quickly say that if you are a victim of abuse, it is definitely not your fault that you're going through this. You've done nothing wrong and I'm very proud of how far you've come. You know, you haven't let your abuse, I guess, define who you are and it's not your fault at all and that person is toxic and they need help so please don't blame yourself for anything so that's a couple of things i mean i'm sure there are loads of other toxic signs you know consistently lying um setting you up getting into like provoking arguments and stuff like that that's all toxic behavior and i would suggest to you guys that if you are able to stay away from that person or get away from them or cut them off or whatever definitely do so i know it sounds bad to cut off your family but i think i'm at such a point with this person that it's kind of like and these people that it's kind of like i don't care if we are related at this point i'm trying to be happy and live my life i'm literally not doing anything to anyone and you are sitting there and making my life miserable so or you're at least trying to i'm not actually miserable but it's a toxic thing that i can just it's a toxic person that i can stay away from anyway there are some things 
here are some points on how to move on from a toxic childhood. I personally haven't had a toxic childhood. I am very blessed and fortunate to have had a great childhood. Um, but if you haven't, then I hope this kind of helps you out. So the first point is detach. You've got to give yourself some space. It doesn't mean you have to completely cut everyone off. It just means that you don't really react to things or take things personally. You don't feel responsible for anything. If someone's feeling a certain way towards you, that's not your responsibility and don't take it personally. You know, you're an adult now. You don't have to go and see your family. You don't have to hang out with your family whenever you're free. Um, you set up a wall, you know, set up a boundary and you put yourself in charge and you control the situation. If you've got a toxic family member who like, obviously you can't really avoid, you do what you can, keep busy and try to just distance yourself, detach yourself emotionally so that if something does happen, it doesn't affect you as much as it would usually do. Avoiding triggers. Sometimes you can't always help being around your triggers, you know, you might live with them. If you are able to avoid them, do it. No, I know that it can be difficult to move away from toxic households and stuff, but do it. You won't regret it. If anything, it will be better for you and for your mental health. If they bring up anything that you don't like, anything that triggers you, shut it down immediately. Don't let someone control you and definitely don't let them you like talk about things that they know trigger you. There's a method here called the grey rock method. I'm just going to read it straight off the website. It says, in a nutshell, it's a tool to prevent toxic people from escalating a situation. Act as boring, uninteresting and disengaged as possible and toxic people will find it less exciting to try to manipulate you and choose another target. If you know that someone has come up to you or your family members around and they are toxic and you know that they are, be as boring as you can. Don't really engage in conversation. Minimal reactions. If they say something funny, do it, don't laugh as hard as you usually would. Make it as difficult for them as possible to talk to you and get a reaction out of you. A lot of toxic people know what your weaknesses are and they'll try and use it against you, so don't allow them to do that. Okay, keep a go-to phrase on standby. So everyone knows that toxic family or having a toxic family member is difficult in itself and you have you're constantly walking on eggshells because you don't know what's going to trigger them um i know that for my family our presence in itself us just being alive is a trigger to that person so we just try and stay away and since we've been staying away they don't like it so they are constantly spreading more lies about us and victimizing themselves and you know what good for them I'm not going to sit there and put all of my energy into this person that's trying to, you know, create a situation out of nothing and make things up. I'm not the type of person to fight back, but I have had enough, so I'm just going to stay away. 
having a phrase or more than one phrase at hand can really help you for anything. For example, if you know that they like being right and they try talking to you, just be like, yeah, you're right. Oh, well, that's good. Yep, definitely keep things short and sweet. Don't explain yourself. Don't go into further conversation with them. I think it's it's difficult. But once you guys get the hang of it, you guys get the hang of it. And I think that's really, really important. I think it's really, really important. Different ways to respond to toxic family members can be pretty tricky. I know I've already given a couple of suggestions on what you can do, but there isn't a right or wrong way because every toxic person, (laughs) believe it or not, is different. You know, you can cut them off completely, which is what I want to do, but it's pretty difficult um, to do so because of the circumstance that I'm in. I can't just cut them off. I've... I know that my family and I have also tried to sit down and speak to them and, you know, try and get them help. That's not worked out in our favour. In fact, it made it worse, I think. Um, And some people try to just limit the amount of contact with them, which my family have done, you know, which I've I've done that. Um, It's definitely helped, but it's still pretty exhausting. You've got to protect yourself and you've got to protect your well-being and your mental health. If this person is causing you, you know, mental health problems, if they are really affect, basically, if they're just affecting your health, then move away from them. And I know it's difficult, but just limit your time if you can't completely cut them off. You've got to decide what you want because you can't chop and change. If you know that this person is toxic obviously the worst thing you would do is offer to hang out with them you know don't put yourself in situations where you know you're going to be suffering you can if it's say it's a family situation so i'm going to read the example that's on this website it says say you like spending casual time with your sister on weekends but not when she asks about your love life you know she'll share those details with your mother who will then call you and criticize and tease you so you still want to rem- you still want to maintain a relationship with your sister. One solution might be limiting your visits um, with your sister to like say once a month, and tell her before you meet her that you don't want to discuss your love life or whatever it is. I know it can be difficult, especially if this person is, you know, in close relation to you. If they're like your mum, your dad, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your auntie, your uncle, like it can it is difficult, but you've got to take control of that situation while you're able to. Like I said earlier, practicing detaching yourself, you know, don't don't get involved in anything messy, avoid topics that will, you know, that they have very strong viewpoints about, keep the conversation light and casual, keep it short and sweet guys. I know it can be difficult but it's, it's definitely a big help if you keep it short and sweet and just end the conversation or leave if you have to. Don't feel like you're obligated to stay because you're definitely not. Keep yourself busy is a good thing or always have a plan of what you're going to say to them. 
If you don't want to meet up with them and know that it's going to create a problem, literally just make up an excuse, but you've got to plan out what you're about to say. Because if they know that you're lying, it will cause another problem. What keep it, um, sorry, um, I forgot how to read for a second. Um, deciding what you'll share and what you'll keep private. This is very important. You don't want to give out information to toxic people because you know they'll use it against you or they'll manipulate you or blackmail you or mock you or criticize you for it. So you've got to be very careful with what information you're giving off, you know. I always struggled with shutting down conversations because I always felt bad or obligated to give out information when people ask it, like ask me something about it. Now I tell people like, I don't really want to say, I'm not comfortable with saying. You see what I mean? It's so much easier. It's It was difficult, but I'm used to it now. Learning how to say no, this is a big important one. This is a big one. I know that a lot of people struggle to say no to people because uh, you don't want to come across as a certain way, I guess. You don't want to come across in a certain way. So it's always been difficult to say no, especially if this person's family. You don't want to say no to someone that you're related to, someone that your family, like, you know, someone in your family, you don't want to say no to them. Um, but it's okay to say no. It's better that you say no when you feel uncomfortable or when you feel like you don't want to do something rather than say yeah and then you go there and you suffer for however long to whatever you've agreed to. Yes, they will be unhappy. Yes, they won't like the fact that you've said no. But at the end of the day, it's you that's important and you shouldn't let anyone get in the way of you and your mental stability and your happiness. Don't let them manipulate them, uh, sorry, don't let them manipulate you, don't let them try to persuade you into changing your mind. If you say no, if you have a gut feeling that you don't want to go, if you just know that you don't want to go, say no and be confident when you do so. Just say no. Don't bother trying to change them. Once a toxic family member, always a toxic family member. Don't bother, don't try to change them, it's not going to work. I've tried it, it doesn't work. It really doesn't. You're going to set yourself up for upset, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Don't even, don't bother. Toxic people can't be changed. Talk to someone else. I know I keep a lot of things in, but this podcast has really helped me share things even though I don't like sharing anything that goes on in my life because I feel very vulnerable and I just don't want anyone knowing what goes on in my personal life, which is why I haven't said much about um, my situation and what I've gone through so far. But talking to someone, whether it's a friend, whether it's a stranger, whether it's a counsellor, therapist, psychologist, doctor, teacher, best, you know, just anyone that you trust, talk to, like open up, tell them about it. I know it's difficult, but it will help because I'm someone who bottles things up and I keep things in and I don't share anything. But in the long run, it does help and it does make you feel better. That's pretty much everything so far. Um, I know this has been a kind of short podcast episode, but it was really important, which is why I haven't really changed my tone of voice. Which I kind of apologise, this must have been so boring for you to listen to. But it is important, I know that everyone's got a toxic person in their life, be it a family or a friend. If you yourself are toxic, first of all, it's not, it's not something that you should be bragging about. 
try and change yourself, try to self-reflect, try and become a better person. Please, just do it for yourself. So I'm going to read the bottom line of this um, website. It says, Toxic family dynamics can be hard to recognise. Any behaviour or scenario that makes you feel unloved, unwanted, or even just bad about yourself is most likely not a healthy one. All families struggle from time to time, but members still feel loved, supported, and respected. Of course, every family argues between themselves. You know, I've had arguments with my siblings. Do I feel like they don't love me? No. A toxic or dysfunctional family dynamic, on the other hand, can feel unstable, tense, and charged, and toxic family members can cause a great deal of harm. If you've recognised toxic patterns in your family, consider reaching out to a therapist who can help you explore the effects of toxic toxicity, I don't know how to say that word, and offer guidance as you consider how to manage the situation. There are so many people out there who can help you guys and I just want you to know that I'm always here too. If you guys just want to, you know, hop into my DMs and just like run about anything, I don't care how big or small it is, tell me about your toxic family members, get it out of your system because first of all, I'm not going to tell anyone. I am really big on privacy and secrecy and not, I, I'm not the type of person to go around telling people about the people's situations. I barely talk about my own situations, you know, so just know that my DMs are always a safe place for you if you want to just sit there and just tell me about your day. I don't care how big or small you think your problem is, just get it out of your system and tell me about it. Voice note it to me or do whatever. I, I really don't mind. I will listen. Um, so yeah, I hope this podcast has helped you guys. Thank you so much for listening if you have listened. And um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great morning, night, evening, afternoon or day, wherever you are in the world. And I hope you guys will tune in next time to my next episode, whenever that comes out. Um, but yeah, I'll see you guys. Bye.